in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to the Top Ten Show Movie Review. Uh, I am one of your hosts, John Roca, joined as always by... Mr. Matthew Nost. <laughs> Matthew how, Nost. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so, if you're if downloaded this, this is spoiler-filled. Yes. We are talking about Joker, yeah. uh, our thoughts, whatever scenes, et cetera, et cetera. You don't, if you don't want this ruined. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie. Exactly. Yeah. As we always say, thank you for your download, your stream... Have it play it mute in the background so we can get the full you know stream value of that. Absolutely, uh, that seems a little psychotic on some <laughs> just walking around places with us playing on mute in I their think, pocket. I think people have a feeling about that. They're totally cool <laughs> with it. What does that they'll mean? They'll let it run. I what think what they'll do mean? is what you do is flip the computer on, hit play, mute it, then walk away. <laughs> True, but I I want to go back to how that makes them feel. That's what you're. Well, our fans love us. They love supporting us, and if they're gonna hit play and walk around with the the thing on mute in their pocket. They're doing it to support the top ten show. I guarantee you, there are people who would do that. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. It's just asking what the feeling is like. It yeah. seemed odd to me. That's oh. all. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's it. So anyway, if you haven't seen Joker, yeah. Which if you listen to this show and then you saw this, then you have seen Joker because yes. you know we were about to spoil it. Um, spoil the shit out of it. Yeah. Your thoughts? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm looking forward to seeing it a second time. The schedule hasn't allowed me to do that. I'm hoping I get to do that on Sunday to go see it on IMAX uh, and take uh, Lindley to go see it. She wants to see it. She's mm-hmm. excited. She's not a superhero person, but this, this is something else. Catherine that. went with me. Yeah, she did. Right, yeah. right. And this is uh, a brutal movie, an uncomfortable movie a lot of times. Uh, the pacing of the movie is is unique. Um, it's not easy. For this genre, yes. Yes. It's not easy to gravitate to this movie. You have to really either uh, want to turn off like this part of you that wants to dictate what happens in the movie and let it do its own thing and ride along with it. Okay. Uh, and then by the end, you can decide for yourself what was real and what wasn't and whether he's redeemable or empathetic at all or sympathetic at all and uh, uh, how you feel about how Todd Phillips presented it. But the score is – Incredible! It's the first score I've bought since mm-hmm. I came out of a movie theater since Man of Steel. No, it's fantastic. Immediately, and the cinematography. This is this is next level filmmaking in a superhero genre, and I think it's incredible. The only one, as far as pacing, that comes close. Yeah, uh, is Shyamalan's because mm. he's trying to tell basically the growth of an individual into that world. You mean Unbreakable? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this one is. I mean, look, it's it's pitch perfect. From note one to the final note. Right. It is impressive. Uh, so much so that I turned to Catherine and she was like, that was – usually I have to ask her opinions initially and she was like, that was really good. Yeah. And I'm like, wasn't it? What about this? And we talked about it for 10, 12 minutes and she could give two flying fucks <laughs> about Joker and Batman. Like she likes right. them as characters but yeah. not lived in. Right. Actually came up on another TV show, something I actually learned from Batman – Mm. Uh, have you seen the show Evil on CBS? Yeah. Okay. It's a new one. 
when she puts the sign up and she can't read it. Oh, right. I learned that from Batman oh. because he was getting preyed upon and he had right. to figure out like that this isn't real and that he couldn't read it. And instantly he goes, I'm asleep. Yeah. And that's it's Batman. <laughs> Batman knows those things. That's why I liked Batman. It's like, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. Look at you. You don't have you can't fly. So you got to be yeah. you just got to be better than everybody else. Uh, but I mean, motherfucker was this good. Yeah. Yeah. The story is great. Yeah. Uh, um, the slow build, the yeah. manic laughter, the you can tell. So my presumption is that the laugh is the catharsis that he had to create for himself as a little psychological shell when he was a kid being chained to that radiator mm-hmm. by a dude that he didn't know that was sleeping with his mom and beating his mom. Yeah. And him. And him. Right. So perhaps the only thing the guy could tolerate was him laughing in any situation or that was the one that got him beat the least. Yeah. So he would just laugh and you could see it. There, there was three or four distinct different laughs that he had somewhere. Yeah. Like when he's just playing with the little kid and the woman says, in essence, stop. Yeah. You're a weirdo. He was crying. Yes. While laughing. And then another time it's pure mania. And I love the – as he's walking out from – the one dude uh, cracking jokes on the midget, and he yeah. has that laugh that seems so sincere, and he turns the corner and instantly shuts it off, and you realize, like, that was you trying to fit in with society. Yep. It's, it was so – just over and over and over. I also think the laugh is his way of dealing with sad feelings that come up. Mm-hmm. Like his way of – It's the like, only way he can process it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because it's so consistent and constant as he was growing up, he learned this as a reflexive thing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Phoenix said that he studied these people who have this – Thing and he, there's a there's a name for the syndrome that he has or the symptom that he has that these people legitimately huh. exist who have these laugh it reactions to things, which is why the card was awesome. I, I do want to and I will probably uh, grind some axes on this review, Matt, because I'm really frustrated by some of the uh, reviews I've seen from critics, uh, from in, in the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, some of the things they've said. Um, there was, this, and I and I, I know this is a, a thing. They were trying to manipulate some of the chronology of certain things to fit their narrative about mental illness in this movie. And I think I think this film addresses mental illness in two separate situations. One, he's not a chemical imbalance mental illness guy. He is a mental illness from no, having psychologically beaten. broken. Yeah, exactly. And also the the trauma from the head trauma. Affected his brain. Mm-hmm. So affecting his brain, he processes things differently. So the mental illness is not brought on from a chemical imbalance, which is a, a lot of mental illness. Mental, this mental illness is brought on from something else that's occurred from an outside mm-hmm. uh, source. So to judge this as somehow making a grand statement about mental illness is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, and I, 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 I found that to be just an, an – uh, what do you call it? An uh, incorrect – a prism with which to to view the movie. I think mental illness is part of it because obviously he writes about it, but if he writes about it because he's been told that he has this. Yeah. He's been told that this is it. He, he it isn't until he finds all the pictures and all the 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 the, uh, the the file that he realizes that this occurred because of the beating, because of this because of that and that turns it into something else completely. Well, that's when he just fully comes into his confidence. Right. He has the this persona that he's created and it seems to be succeeding, but he doesn't have it in his personal life where it matters most. Mm-hmm. This is all a sham and you can feel that because he only flashes out with exuberance as that character a few times. But he never fully kind of gets sucked into the void yeah. type of thing yeah. until the you know until he finally just commits. Mm-hmm. I mean you could say it's when he's asked to be Joker, but 
I think it's more so when he's on stage and talking about Murray and the fact that, yeah. you know, you invited me on here just to be ridiculed. Like that was flipping it. That's that when was you know the moment. Yeah, when yeah. he's on his game. You know what I love? So I'm watching that just transfixed as I hope most of you were. But if you weren't, you know, so yeah, be it. So be it. When the ambulance hits uh, the side of the police car, mm-hmm. and I'm just watching this, right? And you see the two dudes coming around. And in my head, it's like, that's how you get henchmen. It's always a question. Right. How the fuck do you get henchmen right. in the underground And when he stands on top of the car and be like, cult of personality? Yeah. There it is. He sold an idea, and they're willing to embrace the idea, potentially die for it. Mm-hmm. And they all have their own origin story as to what that idea is, but it's a shared collective. Yeah. It's like, that's how you get henchmen right there. Mm-hmm. You have an entire fucking army. Yeah. Well, and whether it's real or – and that's the thing. Is some people also push back and saying, oh, it glorifies the Joker at the end because all those people are on him. No, it doesn't. It's just a cult of personality. Yeah. These people happen to follow this guy. It doesn't mean we – he's not saying – Todd Phillips is not saying the viewer should follow the Joker. Todd Phillips is showing that they're – for every one of these kind of weird dudes or good dudes or unstable dudes or whatever dudes or women, there is a – cult that could possibly spring up to support it because of what he represents or she represents. Well, a cult, I think, is strong in that in this, it's social inequality. It's, right. you know, it's more class warfare. But I mean, like, wearing the masks. Yeah. That's the cult type of behavior, right? Adopting a certain kind of mentality. But you're right. It's all born out of this, right? This this uh, this really uh, um, awkward moment where he's getting his butt kicked and he's tired of getting his butt kicked and he shoots these three dudes, these three rich, rich white guys, mm-hmm. kills them all. Uh, Let's be honest. We're asking we're, for we're it. We're asking for it. <laughs> Douchey white guys. I got gotcha. you. The way they were Trust dressed. Me, I was sitting there going, oh, God, I would love to punch each and every one of you. Oh, yeah. I've knew, known so many douches like oh, you. Oh, yeah. And that's on purpose. That's on purpose. You want to hate these guys. It is. So that when he kills them, you don't feel that he's fully evil, right? You just – you feel that wow. moment like, OK, he's fighting back to the situation. The f- one? The first two. First two. Right. When one, chases, possibly two. Yes. Yeah. That's when it goes – he feels this – like suddenly yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big man. Look at me. I got a gun type of – Right. And you're like, that's not the Joker. But you have to get – he has to start somewhere. Exactly. He has to start somewhere and get there. Where, yeah. As opposed to like – the Halloween movies that Rob Zombie did, those terrible Halloween movies because he's a shitty director. He made uh, uh, Michael Myers. It's all about his mo- uh, having a bad upbringing and his mom didn't hug him and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. No. The, the, Mike, Michael Myers is, a, is, a, is a, an entity, a demonic entity, right? Joker is based in a reality, human mm-hmm. reality that ascends to this place of like almost uh, unstoppability. And so – Oh, I don't know if that's a word, but there's something to that, to that degree. It's fine. To that degree. You watch enough sports, that's a word. That's right. <laughs> this guy's got a, a certain uh, unstoppability. It's the wingspan. He does, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but like all of that, and so I, I enjoyed that. I, 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 I t- did you catch that it was not – like did you know immediately that the ZZ Beat stuff was fake, wasn't real because it was moving so yeah. fast? Yeah, right. Well, no, no, immediately, no. Okay. No. When, I was transfixed when, on his journey more than anything else. When she showed up at the hospital, that's what I was like, okay, this is not true. Well, it just didn't – it seemed incongruent. Right. And you're like, why, why is she here really? Right. Okay. Maybe there's like an underlying uh, subtext of he mended fences somewhere and be like, you've shown me everything else though. Why wouldn't you show me that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I was so enraptured in his ascent. Yeah. That I wasn't questioning all that much. What about that moment in the in his apartment when he bashes that dude's head into the fucking oh, wall? So Holy good. shit. And then the the the, the, the little dude <laughs> has to go up to the chain. Everybody's focused on that, but that was I mean, 
uh, my theater laugh, not like a hilarious laugh, yeah. but it was like, oh, 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 oh kind of like, that's not good. <laughs> it was, right, it right. was good. Yeah. Dude, dude on my left, two seats over, was taking a phone call for the f- uh, first two minutes of the movie. What? And I turned to him and I was like, he was being as quiet as can be about it. Yeah. But I was like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And he was like, he looked at me and he was like, I'm sorry, let me finish. And I'm like, no. Yeah, you should finish before the movie started. And then he put he put it away and he was fine the rest of it. I was like, God, you fucking kidding me? Yeah, go downstairs, take your calls what I said. in the alleyway. Adios. Yeah. And then walk back up to your seat. Exactly. Yeah, you can still watch the movie it's, while you're taking the call in that uh, in the uh, alleyway where you walk up into the seats of the movie theater. That's still okay because you can talk against the wall and, and cut the sound down. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. There's a, uh, there's a way to do it. Yeah, it's called Get the Fuck Out. <laughs> That's how you do it. Fair enough. Respect your fellow man. This wasn't sold out, but this was a decent sell. Yeah. Because it was like a late edition showing. They'd already sold out a few others. They threw this in. I got tickets early. Right. And it was like 60% capacity, 65. Right. Uh, but it's still, it's like, have you no decency? Yeah. Or you, have you not evolved from apes? What is wrong with you? Like above. Come on, man. Yeah. Get on it. It is. What about uh, um, what about the Bruce Wayne stuff? Did you like that? The Thomas Wayne stuff, and then all. That? Honestly, it seemed truer. To, oh, right to his origin story. Well, to who that type of individual more than likely is. Yeah, I mean, he's. The, it, it, I did like that contrast because every other version of Thomas Wayne is this altruistic individual that had yeah. a beautiful plan and vision for the city, which you know. Yeah, okay. And then you could reframe that as he was a politician and a businessman. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but he, he very well could have been a douche. I liked that uh, interpretation because I think it's a fair interpretation. It is. You don't get to look. How many benevolent rich people do you know um, who don't have things in their closet? So one of the podcasts I listened to broke it down this way. There's a basically great man theory type of thing. Yeah. But if you are truly considered a great man, that means you've done a lot of terrible things. Yes. Because the only type of individual that will is willing to grasp that amount of power, inevitably you have to do things to get it Yeah. on its journey to. And then while you have it, you have to do things that violate so many different parts of who you are. Mm-hmm. It's just inevitable. There's too many outside influences. Even if it's a guy that everybody looks back and be like, he was a good dude. Be like, yeah. Trust me, that dude was a stone cold killer. <laughs> <laughs> flat out, flat out. Or he had no problem violating his morals or his yes, ethics. Yes, or something. Him, it was about the bigger picture, not well, about the immediate. It's like thing. you know, you know, uh, sense of nationalism, and you had like retaliatory force and stuff right, like that. And right. like, I know that while I was at the head, we killed X number of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That we're willing to admit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, look, look. Kennedy had that shit in his background with how he became elected because of, yeah. and John Kennedy because of like stuff with Giancana and all that shit. That shit is true. Oh. Joseph Kennedy was as corrupt as Dude. they come. Tammany Hall, Tammany Huey Hall. Long, right? Huey Long. There's two grave. You don't really think about you know American politics on some level. Look right. up Tammany Hall for corruption and look up Huey Long. Huey yeah. Long was a a real interesting piece of work. <laughs> Uh, in Chicago for a long time. Right, right. Well, and you look at what – who you want to look at next? Like there's stuff with Obama in the back. I know people love Obama. There's stuff uh, exactly. that he made some deals in the back that maybe you're not 100% happy about. Martin Luther King Jr. cheated on his wife consistently. You know, there's all these people who you do you hear about. They're supposedly great people. There's, there's just bad – Muhammad Ali, one of the most incredible heroes – what about the horrible shit he would say about Joe Frazier calling him a gorilla? I mean, these are racist terms that he would use against another black man just to build up the fight. So these are the things that are terrible that great people have done because yep. they have a bigger purpose that they believe themselves to serve. And so Thomas Wayne being this way is not incongruent or out of the realm of possibility. True. 
And when if if this guy shows up and now here's the question of okay, what do I believe is real or isn't? Yeah, it still could be Wayne's kid. Yes. Absolutely. If he's at this position, then that means more than likely he was at some relative position early on and used, yeah. you know, key influence yeah. to get a woman, you know, declared mentally insane and whatever else, forge adoption papers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's certainly possible. It's totally possible because he's got that photo later on that has the TW right. in the logo style of who puts their initials like that ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the I remember a friend in high school and he would practice his signature all the time because he just wanted to be perfect type of thing. And it's like, who spends the amount of time to do? I guess it makes sense. Yeah. But like if you signed as a logo, perhaps you do. You just do it the same way every time. I guess. Yeah. It seemed too perfect. And I'm like, okay, so is that real? Yeah. I don't know. But I think that's the mom and she's just, that's how she, and she replicated the logo. And like, of course he would sign it like this. And she's just bonkers. I think that's what's great about the movie is it presents all these possibilities Mm -hmm. And you don't 100% know. And I think that's perfect because you have, in essence, a solid origin story, but you have an origin story that has a lot of questions to it yeah. that keeps the mystery still about his origin uh, um, in your mind. Because, right, he could very well be the illegitimate child of Thomas Wayne. Could be. Still, and Therefore, don't know. that fuels his anger towards Batman, who he knows is Bruce Wayne. Which right? is yeah, but at the same time, which is weird, weird because, you know, Joaquin looks forty two in this, yeah, and Wayne is twelve. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's at least fifteen years, so he's in his least, late fifties. Yeah, taking on a young twenty something ish. That's why you wear the makeup to hide it, you know. I guess, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, uh, they came out later, or they came out yesterday. Todd Phillips did, and a couple other people involved with the production. I think Todd Phillips, but people involved with the production saying that they don't think that Joaquin will fight. Uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, they think his Joker is the inspiration for the Joker that will fight Batman. So that's an interesting way to go. Okay. Did you like that they that he, they showed the whole scene where his parents get killed and all that? And I love that the coming out of Zorro, the gay blade, that was just like fucking perfect. But did you, I mean, it's a Zorro movie and it's Mask of Zorro in the original uh, 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 thing in the comic books, the original origin story of the comic books. But you're saying what, him killing his mom and then... Yeah. Being the cause of Thomas Wayne's death, right, right, because he motivates that dude to go down the hall, to down the yeah. alley and kill Joe Chill, possibly. But either way, it sets up the possibility that the next that the Joker stems from this whole movement. I like that infinitely better than he just happened to be the dude that created Batman. Yeah, it's like they did in Batman '89. Right, Napier. Oh, I hated that too. Yeah, it, it was it was fine with me because at the time, oh, of you course. know, I. I was still young enough to where I was getting into Batman. I got into Batman because of the hype of this and started reading all the stuff and yeah. buying T-shirts and living with that character for a while. Yeah. But it was the lead up to that. Um, so I I was well enough first, but at the same time, it wasn't as, as deep a category. So it's like, oh, that's, that's a different way to write it. Okay. Yeah. And I just accepted it more. It's just like, I don't know. This rings true. If you got to have him do it. Yeah. Then he was the inspiration that caused a madman to pick up. You know, to wear a mask to commit a crime. Yeah. To, perhaps that individual was just, you know, capitalizing on current weird circumstances. Sure. I put a mask on just like Joker did. I can disguise myself in a crowd. Nobody knows the difference. Right. Uh, Do you think people's people are uncomfortable with this movie? Like it shows too much of a, sure. a mirror to society? And- well, look, they had cops posted at all kinds of different theaters <sighs> so around. Ridiculous. There was two security guards 
uh, at the AMC that I went to that I've never seen there before. <laughs> and it was the one time Catherine forgot her ID. Oh, shit. And going into it, uh, I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And then reading all the accounts afterwards, like I noticed them. And right. I'd heard of some people saying you can't wear costumes and whatnot to this. Yeah. But having cops posted at places like, yeah, part of society thought this was going to, you know. It's Dun- Dungeons and Dragons are corrupting our kids. Right, it's heavy right. metal music. It's it's all that bullshit. It's this movie. I get that it happened in Colorado, right? But this was an isolated incident of a guy flipping out for whatever reason. Well, he was going to do it wherever he was going to do it. I he just yes. decided to do it in a movie theater. I just, I would imagine the the thinking is, we assume those types of guys would be into seeing a fantasy about what they want to do, yeah, which is killing indiscriminately of the individuals that they just want to kill, yeah. So that's what they're worried about. It would draw a person like that to the theater as opposed to a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It turns out, though, you know, what if? Yeah, I don't what know. if? What if Mindhunter and we find out season 12 is just like, dude, they love rom-coms. Watch this one. This guy watched when Harry met Sally every day of his life. <laughs> he killed 37 people. He watched it 1,728 times. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what? That's that's weird, but okay. I'll have what she's having. Um, yeah, all of that is. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm on the fence of. I'm on the f- uh, side of the fence of that. It's that's just a bunch of hoopla that was unnecessary. But it could have also fueled a larger box office than was originally intended because it did mm-hmm. do better at the box office than they had predicted. Three domestically. Yeah, ninety five, ninety five, ninety five, then one hundred and ten. Yeah. So almost two hundred million. million on a fifty-five million dollar budget. You've essentially made your money back with no explosions. Yep, with no explosions. Just a, a, a bare bones film with a great actor, a exactly. good director, and telling that story. Uh, anything bothered you about the movie? Anything you didn't like? Um, nothing that distinctly leaps to mind. Okay, you like bothered you? <sighs> Perhaps if you had one, but I can't think of because I was just so enamored with. Wow, this choice here and the slow fuse on this fucking powder keg. Yeah. But ultimately it was well worth it. It just it seemed to the most natural of of you know I will pieces. Say, I didn't like the like the ending ending where he's in the psychiatrist and, kill, and kills her. But it's supposed to you're supposed to not like it, right? You know, you're supposed to hate the fact that he did it. Well, it, he can't ride off into the sunset. Right. He has to and it's Todd Phillips' way of saying do not feel sympathy for this yeah. guy. He is an evil, evil guy. He is. Yeah. Uh, because now the other murders on some level are are somewhat justified. Yeah. It, within the morality that he's constructed for this character. Right. Killing her is not going to solve his situation, play into his ideology, whatever else. It's just killing because I'm, you're, I'm annoyed with you. Right. And he turns in. That's the Joker. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he does just kill. Yeah. Other times he orchestrates big... Yeah. Ridiculous fucking plots, and it's pretty great. Right, right. Uh, I had heard that people like this. In no way does this seem like a criminal mastermind to me. It's like, yeah, but they got to start somewhere. Yeah. Do you expect somebody to be Machiavelli from day one? Yeah, or a fucking genius. Yeah. You know, that, that's a whole thing. He's not – he's about chaos. He's an agent of chaos. So he's not going to come off as this incredibly well, brilliant – he's an agent of chaos that built into it. If you do it, you have to do it like they did in Dark Knight where we don't question how he has henchmen. Right. We don't question because when he comes in, he is the focus of that frame. Do you really want to watch him like recruiting? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's like having to go around. Not necessarily. Okay. I don't know. I think he could get there because now 
if he is fully confident and he understands that killing is okay, mm-hmm. if he could indiscriminate, indiscriminately kill, yes, he could. But yeah. then Joker eventually makes like laughing gas type of thing where <laughs> <laughs> it kills you and leaves a permanent smile on your face. I mean, it, it can go pretty ballooned. It's true, true. I get uh, a grin again and again. Oh, well, he did it in the animated series. They've done it in the <laughs> yeah. My favorite the animated like the fish. Get it? He's got oh, he's yeah. holding a fish. <laughs> and he's got a big stupid grin, and you're like, okay. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, all right, we're at uh, 23 minutes. Uh, anything more you want to cover with it? So it's there's no chance. I heard like uh, right before two weeks, three weeks before, uh-huh. they were flirting with the idea of maybe there is a sequel in here somewhere. Yes, they're still considering it. I think when you make Four times your budget on the opening weekend, and you the, can have a conversation about the a DVD sequel. sales, the Blu-ray sales, right, the right. whoever's going to pay for it to have it on their streaming platform. Yep, all of that's going to be there. And the second weekend will be real interesting because there's not much coming out this weekend that's going to necessarily challenge Joker. So I wonder how long it's going to hold on to what yeah. it's holding on to. And not until Terminator Dark Fate does anything really come out that's going to put – Adam's family ain't going ain't gonna to challenge it. No. I mean um, Terminator will just because yeah. it's the new thing but – It's a shiny new toy. That, that trailer yeah. is just awful. Oh, I, I can't agree with that, but I hear you. The f- I, I've seen the same one a couple different times and I'm just yeah. like, that looks so boring to me. So boring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Gemini Man's not going to no. take no, it. No, 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 no. Zombieland 2 won't do it. Jojo Rabbit won't do it. Jojo won't. I don't think Maleficent will do it. But Maleficent will get those Disney dollars, you know? He will get Like, the, he'll, they'll get families. They'll get... Right, so how many people are going to see Joker who would go see Maleficent? That's y- what I mean. Yes. I think the Venn diagram is very small on that. But at the same time, I think Maleficent has a guaranteed base, like... What do you think he's going to do? $50 million, $60 million? Yes. Maybe. That's what it's estimated at, 50 to $60 million. yes. Okay. There's no way the Joker in its second week is going to go from 95 domestically right. to 71. It's going to drop off more just like they always do. It will. It will. Absolutely. But so I mean, it's going to go down to the 30s? Yeah. Yeah. By the time Maleficent comes out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Terminator comes out on November 1st. So that'll be a thing. Yeah. It's a ways down. So it's, yeah. That'll take number one. They keep saying the Irishman is coming out that weekend, too. Holy shit. That's good. The Irishman comes out that weekend. Uh, and then that trailer looks good. Yeah. It does. And that trailer looks real. A good. few people have already seen, like Perry went and saw it at the New York Film Festival. She's like, this is the best film of the year. I was like, oh, fuck, man. I can't wait to see this thing. It's been a, you know. Yeah. Dr. There's Sleep. been a few movies this year that's just like, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Good for you. It's not a bad year for movies. I don't think it's a great year for movies, but it's not a bad year for movies. It was a say. bad year for blockbusters, for summer movies. Sequels, certainly. Well, that's a, all anything sequels. is. Yeah, right, right, right. But there were a few standouts, but there was a bunch where they were just DOA for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly Men in Black, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Men in Black was awful. International. Just awful. It was. And what else? Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man, that experience was ruined for me. Oh, right, because those people talking and stuff? Yeah, and then the people that came in with 25 minutes left or whatever it was going, these are our seats. There's no way these are your seats. This movie's been going for an hour and 40 minutes now. <laughs> Get no out. Way. Get out. What's showing? Oh, the one that starts in, in an hour? Yeah, you go. <laughs> Get Sold out theater. They walked in. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, sold out. This it, doesn't, it doesn't occur to you that you're the wrong time? No. Sometimes human beings, man. I can't. Um, all right. Any last words on uh, Joker? 
no, if, you know, go see it if you haven't seen it. But I don't know why you listen this long. <laughs> so I would imagine everybody has. Yeah, let us know what you think. You know, you can tweet at us or you can uh, uh, go on the Facebook group and start a conversation with us about it. But uh, uh, Matt and I are in agreement. This was a ma- this was fantastic. I don't know if I can call it a masterpiece. It feels like a masterpiece, but I'm not ready to call it a masterpiece yet. I got to see it one more time. Oh, I'm definitely seeing it again. Yeah. It's just a matter of how long I want to wait because oh, I do want to – Yeah, I want to not forget right. but the fog of time starts to set in a little bit That's right. here and here. Like when you said his parents dying, it took me a beat because it's like he didn't have a dad. I was like, oh, you mean Thomas Wayne yeah, potentially? Yeah, yeah. Thomas Wayne. Because otherwise the other dude is you know, some adopted father he didn't know. Right, right. I have no connection to that. Alfred was cool though. That one with Alfred was fucking badass. Seeing Alfred roll in there. Oh. With Bruce. He's like yeah. Grabbing him by the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Um, all right, well, there you go. That's our spoiler filled review of Joker from Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix, who should win, I think, best actor. Let's see what else comes out. Yeah. Let's see, at this I don't point, want to anoint I feel like anybody. He's a front runner at this point. Uh, uh, I can't think of anybody who f- just crushed me with one performance yeah. like his. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I would say. Front it's usually a Day Lewis level. Uh, oh, man. Now you just want my brain. A Daniel Day-Lewis Joker movie would have been I think he's incredible. too old for it. No, not now, obviously, but I mean back yeah, in the Yeah, back spot. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. but at the same time, I think we had to have all these other things exist for you to be able to do a story like this with Joker. Great point, dude. Because, hmm. you know, diversification. Yeah. Hey, let's try and return investment. It doesn't all have to be within this huge, long continuum. Yeah. Uh, not everybody can be the MCU. So why don't we just – I like that. Paul Thomas Anderson directed Daniel Day-Lewis Joker movie. Jesus Christ. Um, see, what about like a PTA Riddler or a PTA Penguin? But a PTA Riddler, at least there's some fun and whimsy. True. True. Yeah, I see your point. I watched The Way Blood the other day again. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Oh, man, that film is so good. I've seen that movie a lot of times. That's so good. Yeah, trust me. You're talking to PTA and Paul, you know, fucking and Day-Lewis. <laughs> I need to buy that soundtrack, by the way. That's a great score. That's a great score. Uh, anyway, all right, we're rolling off the edges. We're rolling off the rails. It's here. fine. Thanks, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode uh, uh, of uh, extra content. Uh, yeah, but the, those the on the, the free feed, if you want to get to this a couple of days before it comes out yeah. uh, on our regular feed, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Hit us up there. You can get uh, access to earlier reviews. Uh, we got. Topic Thunder. We yeah. got classic shows. We got this. We got that. We got it all, baby. Come on over. Get yourself a taste. And uh, get ready. We got some announcements coming real, real soon uh, about the show that I think you all are going to be incredibly excited about. And uh, but we probably we'll probably be announcing it on the next episode, next full episode of the show. Well, for the Patreons, yeah. yeah. And then those listening on the regular feed, well, then go back and listen to yesterday's show yeah. because you, that's when you heard us do that announcement exactly good point um so we will look for you guys on the flip side there you go that's at matt you follow him at matt knows follow me at the roca says we'll talk to you soon 